0: To the First Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tad Good. If this is your first time listening to the First Time Podcast, it's very, very simple. Either me or the guest are experiencing something for the first time, and we're going to talk about it. Um, if you've been following along with this show, this will come to no surprise. Today, my guest is my wife, Nikki.
1: Hi.
0: Welcome back. How are you?
1: Good, I just gave uh, the dog a pillow, and now he's sleeping.
0: Okay, well, it was more of a rhetorical <laughs> question, but um, I'm glad that you... Uh...
1: He was very stressed because he didn't know where to put his head, and he was like moving his head around, like... Ooh, and then I gave him pillow, and now he's snoozing. So this is good news, and I just want to share my um, good news.
0: Okay, so anyways, <laughs> um, like I said, if you've been following along, this is no surprise. We're back for um a i don't even know at what point this would be considered a part whatever but we're continuing all along with the karate kid franchise yeah
1: okay um yeah this is like episode six sort of but but we might i might
0: release them in a different order
1: why would you do that?
0: Chronologically, because uh, we we might be adding a, another chapter that we weren't expecting. This might
1: be episode seven,
0: right? Six or seven. Um. So either way, thanks for getting this far along. If you're j- just now tuning in for the first time, I guess thanks. I- I'm guessing some people might just be here for Cobra Kai. I don't know. Um. I feel like I know all of my listeners, but if uh, you're a new listener, welcome and go back and listen to um the karate kid part one and part two and part three first or don't i don't care you can do however you want yeah
1: You're... we c- don't let us boss you around
0: right um but at least i don't know i mean we're on cobra kai season three for this one so um yeah that's today's topic cobra kai season three i thought i was doing the right thing but i failed you the
2: truth is You got soft, and we paid the price. You want Cobra Kai? It's yours. The whole reason these kids got into trouble was because of us. We can't let them suffer because of our issues. The only way to end this is by working together. So, what do you say? Your enemies think they're the hero, and you're the villain. There is no good, look at this freak, there is no bad, only weak, but strong.
1: What are you, Tango and Cash?
2: (laughs) I know Tango and Cash were narcotics detectives.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. You do realize neither one of you are cops, right?
2: I thought we were the good guys. We try to be. I do know for sure. You can't run away from your problems. You might never be a... Never, can't. Those are just words, they're meaningless. You're not a kid anymore. The world isn't just gonna hand it to you. If you want something, you're to have to crawl across the floor. Use your damn teeth if you have to. Right here next to you. Because I'll always be your teacher. Oh shit. That's right, you felt like a champ. Mr. Miyagi taught me everything he knew. Let us find out.
0: Okay, so, last we left off at the end of Season 2 was the big school brawl.
1: Yeah, that's where we left
0: off. Um, At that point, things were very grim. Um, Miguel was kicked over the railing and fell on his back on a railing. He was put in the hospital. Um, Johnny was drunk and upset and threw his phone. He had a uh, friend request from Allie. Mm -hmm. I think... That was the big cliffhanger of last season where we left off, which, um, a little peek behind the curtain if you're listening to this and, uh, wondering. We are recording this quite a while after our last one. So, um, I might be a little rusty where the part two, season two episode, we like jumped right into right mm-hmm. after watching. So, apologies if, um, we seem a little rusty because it's been a while and we absorb a lot of media. So it's sort of, uh, a big mess in your head. But I do have um, outlines for the episodes, so follow along if you'd like. So overall, um, like I said, we kick off right after, I think it's like a couple weeks after the big school brawl Mm -hmm. on episode one, which um, season three was released January 1st, 2021 on Netflix. It was uh, the most anticipated by far because they dropped the first two on Netflix together not knowing if that would that it would be such a huge hit. And so um the anticipation for th- season 3 was huge. Uh it was actually produced by YouTube and they had it sitting on the shelf for quite a while until Netflix picked it up. So, this still isn't quite a Netflix produced show, but um released by Netflix and the first episode, episode 1 is called Aftermath, obviously.
1: Yeah, it's weird that it's a YouTube show. Why is That's, that? Cuz I don't, cause I don't how many you like youtube show like actual not just like youtubers
0: right but like but a, produced by youtube yeah
1: like a actual professional production yeah.
0: i wish i had like a better i should have done a little more research but i wish i had a list they they did have quite a few scripted shows for like a year yeah. and then obviously they decided to back out and i, I always wonder i want to like hear from them like how it feels to basically produce three seasons of a, a show, no one watches it. It gets pretty high praise from critics, and then Netflix buys it and it becomes their big hit.
1: I'd be angry yeah. if I was like the person working for YouTube, like
0: like we sold our trash off, and then you you like resold it for well, a million dollars. No, 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 I'd
1: be more mad at the audience. It's like
0: yeah, you didn't you didn't yeah. watch it when it was not, it wasn't good enough for you when it was here. Yeah. Yeah, but. That's what's so great about Netflix is that they have that net brand recognition. That's the thing. Like I hear so many people say, "I watched it free on Netflix," as if it's like the Netflix bill is just part of your um, living expenses now. <laughs> like people forget that Netflix is like the most expensive streamer out there now. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, like I mean, we watch it quite often. There was a while we almost never watched it. Um, and I actually like the original programming. I think it's cool that like they have their own stuff now, and we don't really go back and watch a lot of old stuff on there. Yeah, but... it seemed
1: like there was a while where there wasn't much new stuff that, that was coming out on Netflix that we were interested in, and there was like Hulu was kind of like more popular. It seemed like it was at the time, and now yeah, I kind of yeah. like
0: it. You shift around. It
1: shifts around. And now
0: HBO Max is like kicking everyone's ass. Yeah. And I mean, Shudder, obviously we love Shudder Um, at this household. We watch a lot of Shudder. But anyways, it's it's interesting that, you know, a lot of I've saw some people actually sort of shit on season three. They're like, look what Netflix did to Cobra Kai, not realizing that um, nothing changed between two and three as far as producers, writers, directors, Uh, everything stayed the same. Netflix had no hand in it. They just bought it from YouTube. So season four will be the first produced mm-hmm. season from Netflix, so we'll see if how that affects things. Yeah.
1: I thought season three was just as good as the other. Yeah,
0: to me they've been consistently yeah. good, good across the board or bad across the board. Like yeah, just consistent. Like it hasn't it's not like the movies where the third one dropped pretty bad. Like I feel like um once we had the characters established, it's been pretty I mean, it's really the same formula over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like and we'll we'll get too into it now with the episodes because we have a lot to cover. But um, yeah, it really just sort of fo- follows a formula of like, this guy good, this guy bad, these two fight. Um, now this guy mad, this guy sad, this guy this girl. <laughs> it's like, it, it's just a big drama with karate. But mm-hmm. um, episode one is aftermath. Um, we see Miguel is in the hospital. We see some like news reports on TV. It's like a national thing. It's a big deal mm-hmm. all over that this kid was almost killed by karate it's I getting mean, a lot of negative press you think press. like the,
1: the people recording on their phones and like that going on youtube <laughs> youtube and um, people like see these kids professionally like kicking each other's asses in the high school yeah that's going viral and then like some kid almost died so right. of course it's national news
0: right and uh you know it makes makes uh everything like everybody's dojo uh cobra kai and miyagi uh doe look really bad mm-hmm. and mostly miyagi doe because it's like one of their students kicked a cobra kai kid over the railing and almost killed him yeah uh, which is just unfortunate like in this story because uh i know it, i do appreciate that they sort of flip the script and they make like like there's good people on cobra kai and good people on uh you mm-hmm. know miyagi doe like they 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 sort of Point to the fact that, um, like, LaRussos aren't always the good guys. Yeah. And in this instance, they they really look bad, and, and that will come back to bite them later in the season. But at this point, Miguel's in the hospital still. Um, He's still in a coma. They're trying to wake him up, and Robbie is gone. Like, he ran from the school, and no one has seen him since. He's out of there. Uh, Johnny is a mess. He blames himself for it. Everybody's blaming him. Uh, Miguel's mom blames him. She doesn't want to see him. Uh, even like the La are pretty much blaming him. Uh, so he's a drunken mess. He gets in a fight, uh, gets arrested and put in jail because he, he fights some dudes in a parking lot of like an Applebee's. Um, <laughs> which, is I mean, they actually do use an Applebee's in the yeah. show, but this this one wasn't. It was like a general sports bar or whatever. Um, but the school now, now they're back in school and the school has implemented like a no bullying or physical contact rule. And it's like, every, just like the show, it like really leans on the stereotypes. They're like, you know, um, the safe space a bubble. Don't like, it's almost like making fun of, um, like liberal views. You know, the kids yeah. have to have a safe space and they have, uh, participation trophies and all that horseshit that, uh, but they lean heavily into it. And, uh, Sam is, like, traumatized from this fight because um, she got scratched on the arm, and she's, she was in the hospital, too, getting her arm fixed, and she wants to go see Miguel. Um,
1: she has PTSD going on. Yeah,
0: she's having some panic attacks and uh, some real trauma in her mind. She's terrified of Tori, uh, and that comes back later, but she's, she's sort of really freaking out. Um, the Russos are like, you know we got to sue like we got to you know they're thinking about like the money oh yeah they're being typical
1: rich people yeah
0: and their image of the uh dealership is ruined um and miguel or johnny wants to visit miguel in the hospital um and of course his mom doesn't want him to but it's like this is you know we we keep saying it's pre-pandemic but um in this instance like even uh non-family can't get into icu because he's in like a coma he's in icu he's not uh to the level where he can have visitors that are outside mm-hmm. of the family but s- somehow like sam and people keep sneaking in to see him but johnny wants to go see him they won't let him because he's not family so first he tries to he like steals uh like a doctor's jacket yeah and but um he looks like shit because he got in a bar fight and so no one he, he instantly realizes like this isn't gonna work i don't look anything like a doctor <laughs> yeah. So he comes up with a more brilliant plan, and he smashes his own face into a paper towel dispenser Yeah, uh, in the bathroom and goes up to the desk. He's bleeding profusely and says, you know, can I be admitted? Which <laughs> he would really go to the ER and not ICU, so it really wouldn't do any good. Like, yeah. at most hospitals, those are very different parts of the hospital.
1: Yeah, I, that's what I kind of saw. It's like... It was like once you're a patient, it doesn't mean you have access to all the other patients, right? Whatever.
0: Yeah, but I mean, this shows you know, pretty corny, but it's it's not based in reality as some sometimes. But uh, eventually, um, after he talks to Miguel, sort of, he's trying to like he's talking to him as he's asleep, and he's like, you know, you're tough man, like pull out of this. You know, he's he's really sort of blaming himself. He's beating himself up over it, um, apologizing stuff, and then uh, eventually. Daniel and Johnny uh, team up to find Robbie because they realize he stole a minivan from the dealership. Yeah. um, Daniel looks in the inventory and realizes that they're missing like a 94 caravan or some piece of shit. And Robbie is smart because he stole a car they would not notice, but eventually they did catch it. Um, So he's like using the GPS trying to find it. Um, So sort of we have another moment where those two are like teamed up. Mm -hmm. and uh working together and that
1: yeah they're yeah teamed up like you said teamed up again but yeah yeah, i'll let you get to it
0: yeah and i think uh like yeah this is this sort of um leaves that episode open to going into the next one like these episodes sort of run together in this in this season and the way we watched them they definitely do Mm because we watch them like one after another Uh, not in one sitting but we watch them pretty quick so episode two is called nature versus nurture um Daniel and Johnny end up visiting Robbie's mom, Shannon, uh, in rehab, which we talked about in the second season. She just she checked herself into rehab and they go to talk to her because she she's the closest one to Robbie. She knows Robbie better than both the guys. And she's like, of course, go ask his friends, his, his friends that he ran around with, like the ones that basically lived with him, the thieves. the, yeah. the guys. But they're the ones that got busted and got their ass beat by uh, Daniel on the beach. So they go visit Robbie's friends in jail. And of course, there's like a moment where they're playing like good cop, bad cop, uh, trying to get information. They're like, where would Robbie be? You know, do you know any information on him? And eventually Johnny like beats up one of them, Yeah. uh, slams his uh, face into like a table and the guards look the other way. And eventually, you know, they don't really get any information out of him because they're in jail. Like, how would they know? It's Mm -hmm. sort of a stupid idea. Yeah. And they're like, you know, we didn't get any information. We've been to jail. We've been to the rehab, whatever. They're driving by. They're driving back. They stop at a gas station. And luck has it. They spot the minivan in a parking lot. And uh, they're like, you know, hey, there it is. And some, like, typical, like, thug-looking dude uh, jumps in the, in the driver's seat and drives, speeds away. And, you know, uh, Johnny jumps in the car and chases after them.
1: Doesn't it? Or they found it wasn't like outside some like a car shop or something or not yet. That's where oh, he okay, drives. Okay.
0: Yeah. So they they yeah, they, they chase the guy to a car shop. The guy drives it into this parking lot, jumps out and runs in.
1: It's like a shady car shop.
0: Yeah, like like hidden back behind some warehouses and shit. It's
1: like they're like stealing like stolen cars and stuff or right. whatever like parts, you know.
0: Yeah, typical <laughs> like uh, stereotypical like bad guy hangout. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Daniel's like, we got the car back. Let's call the cops. And and of course, Johnny's like, that guy knows where our where Robbie is let's go after him and Daniel's like that would be a stupid idea because he's probably he ran into this building for a reason but they decide to follow him in and of course there's like a gang of bad guys in there mm-hmm. like every stereotype like a big Mexican like a a, a tough looking hombre like all this uh every like token
1: they're all such bad tough guys but no none of them seem to have a gun
0: or, or something no no <laughs> They're ripe for an ass kicking. Yeah. They have like chains and like video game weapons. Yeah. But no one has a gun. Yeah.
2: No
1: one has a gun in this world.
0: Uh, So yeah, there's this really big fight between uh, where Daniel and Johnny team up again. Yeah. And they're both whooping all these guys asses. And then it gets to a point where they've they've won the fight. Um, They're trying to get information out of this guy. And he tells them like, I don't know. I don't know. And... Daniel's like, let him be like, let's go. He doesn't know. And of course, Johnny's like about ready to murder this guy and not show mercy. And there's like that. They, they end up having a fight and Johnny, Daniel almost getting a fight themselves there at the garage. Yeah,
1: and they're very quick to. um, Quick to. What do you want to say? Like, fight each not like physically fight each other, but argue. Yeah, they're quick to argue and blame each other and right. attack each other. So it's like they're getting along, getting along, and then it's like
0: they're both just so hot headed all yes, the time. Yes,
1: yes, they're just and tempers flare. It's just one little thing that sets them off, and then they're pissed off at each other again. So, and that happens,
0: right? So and it's like you
1: guys were just getting along so well for them, and it's just what just. One little thing, one little thing.
0: Yeah. So they're they're in a disagreement and, uh, you know, they don't get any information out of the guy. Um, So they decide to uh, head back home, I guess. And then um, Johnny, he wants to go visit Miguel, tries again, gets denied again. Um, Still over beating himself up over that. And then uh, eventually Daniel thinks he might have an idea where Robbie is. Um, He gets a call, actually, and so he goes back to the rehab where his mom, where Robbie's mom is, and Robbie's visiting her, and of course, Robbie, we f- finally see Robbie for the first time in season three, and he has an awful haircut.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it if looks... If it couldn't get worse, right? it and did.
0: But I think, I didn't realize until, like, after the season, I'm like, oh, he was r- running from the law, so he wanted to look different, so he probably just, like, took scissors and cut, like, it's yeah. supposed to look like a bad haircut, maybe?
1: I'm just saying I just just thought he couldn't look worse. And I'm like, oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. He's like, hand me them scissors. I'll show you.
1: Like, he would really fool the police if he got a nice haircut.
0: Right. Yeah. Like
1: they'd be looking for a guy with a bad haircut this whole time. Yeah. Just saying.
0: Yeah. And so they (laughs) so Daniel, you know, shows up at the rehab. He's there and he's like, you know, you should turn yourself in. And Robbie's like, you know, I will. And then the cops show up. And Robbie feels betrayed because Daniel called the cops on him. But Daniel's like, you're going to get a reduced sentence if you turn yourself in. Mm -hmm. Here's how it is. Which was a bit confusing because he's, like, acting as if that's turning himself in. But he's not, like...
1: Yeah, that's not... Yeah, that's that's not not turning himself in. Right. And he's like, I'll get my lawyers and blah, blah, blah. And I'll get you the best.
0: So maybe, I, I think
1: fixing everything with money right i think
0: i think the way daniel did it was like he told the cops like he'll be here yeah uh so i think that was sort of implied was like he's -hmm. not really showing up to the police station which is technically turn yourself in but he's also not running anymore he's like Mm -hmm. here i am um so he's arrested uh and sent to juvenile detention um and then uh at the end of this uh episode we've seen some issues where um where Tori's having, Tori's having some issues with her landlord. Um, she tries to talk to this, this dude is like, slick back hair, young douchebag asshole. And, uh, Tori tries to reason with him and is like, look, I'm sorry I'm late on rent, but my mom's sick and I'm working two jobs. Can you help me out or like, give me a few more days? And this guy basically is like, dirty. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, we can work a deal out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah,
1: being pervy.
0: Right. And then Tori like, puts him in like a chokehold or something. And, uh, He's like, nope, um, I will call the cops and you'll go back. You're like on probation. You'll go back to uh, Juvie if you do this because she's in trouble from the school fight.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it's either like sleep with me or pay rent.
0: Right. <laughs> and so at the end of this episode, Creese um, to show his loyalty to her because he knows she's like the ultimate student. Like, he, I mean, Kreese knows she has home issues. She's like the prime Example for what he likes. Um, she's tough. She's um, got balls, and she shows no mercy. And she's got a like, she's vulnerable because she has a yeah, hu- tough say home vulnerable life. yeah. So he goes and he like basically, uh, threatens to kill her landlord mm-hmm. if he doesn't back off. And so uh, Tori is like, you know, okay, cool. Like I, I, because she was basically I think skipping like karate classes because she was working so hard trying to pay the rent. So now that opens that up. So like they sort of lock their, um, loyalty to each other, Tori and crease. Cause, um, this and i'm not sure as far as episode by episode but there's this underlying story throughout the whole season of crease we're learning his background
1: yeah where's when it started i'm like great now we're gonna have to feel bad for crease
0: right <laughs> like, and
1: because we're kind to get trying to understand what made him this way
0: right and we'll talk a little bit about that now between well because that's basically the end of episode two uh-huh. but um like I said, I don't have an episode by episode breakdown of the backstory, so we won't re- we'll sort of talk about it throughout. Yeah. But basically, we get a flashback to um, these douchebags in high school um, in the '50s. I'm guessing would mm-hmm. it be? It looks very '50s. Um, they bring in this girl, and they go to this old fashioned diner, very stereotypical. Like one dude's in a Letterman jacket, and then you know the the guy mopping the floor has like the paper hat of every '50s diner. And they're complete assholes to him. He's like the waiter. He's
1: kind of weird and awkward. So, yeah.
0: So they're making fun of him, picking on him, and showing off in front of their girlfriends. Um,
1: And they're also making fun that his mom killed herself,
0: too. Yeah, really awful shit. Um, But basically, we learn that. Did I say
1: his mom or her mom? His mom. Yeah,
0: you yeah. said his mom. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> but um, we learned that you know this guy that's working at the restaurant is actually a young John Crease back in the fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, so we learned that he was bullied by this asshole through high school. Um, and I don't like I said I don't remember which episode it was, but eventually like there's a point where um they go out to the parking lot and this guy is treating his girl like shit and I think he like slaps her so Crease steps in and stands up for her and ends up beating the guy up. Um, and then he gets his ass beat and stuff. So we, we sort of learn like, okay, he was bullied a lot. And then, um, a recruiter actually comes into the restaurant and, and tries to get these high school football players to recruit into the army. But crease picks up the, the pamphlet off the floor after they crumbled up. So, uh, his, his anger from being bullied, his aggression, he's like, Oh, army, I can focus myself Mm -hmm. on this. Um, So, he actually, in this little mini backstory, he ends up getting the girl because he stands up for her and Mm -hmm. she sees that he's nice. So, he's got a girlfriend now and he signs up for the army. So, we'll come back to that later. Yeah. Okay. So, um, episode three is called Now You're Gonna Pay. And um, Miguel is finally awake and comes out of his coma. But um, just like the true American story, not only is Miguel poor, um, but, so, so he can't pay for his medical bill. So, the, uh, Miyagi-Do students organize a car wash.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, that's gonna be enough to for yeah, like, <laughs> anything.
0: Like, only in TV land does a fucking car wash pay for a kid that was in a coma in ICU. Like, they, basically, that would financially ruin Miguel's family.
1: I wonder if it can, if, like, people from other countries watch this and are confused, like.
0: Like, why are they organizing a car wash to save a Dying kid.
1: Yeah, it's like why? It's like you have to pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's not get political.
0: Yeah. Or but, we could. Well, I oh, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I started it, but uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, it is, it is pretty ridiculous that like, kids have to organize a car wash, and of course, mm-hmm. um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on his name now. Um, Robbie, he's in juvie, and he like sees Samantha on TV, and she's like,
1: we're we're here raising money for our friend Miguel. <laughs> We love you, Miguel.
0: Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, everybody's like Cobra Kai's pissed because they're like, they're the ones that did this and now they're getting good press for it. Of course, they're always, you know, back and forth. But um, Robbie sees like her on TV and this other dude in Juvie is like, is that your girl? Like, I'd like to have time with her or something, you know, some suggestive thing. Uh, She looks sweet, but it looks like she's likes the guy that you threw over the railing or whatever. So Robbie's got a new beef in, in juvie with this big black kid. Mm-hmm. Um So that's a whole new story, like a sub story that we get. He's having problems in juvie with bullies. Um, but eventually they raise a ton of cash for this uh in this car wash. And then for some dumb reason, they leave all the cash with the little tiny shrimp kid that's in Miyagi do. We don't even know his name. I don't, you don't, mm-hmm. it's all good. Um, and then what happens with the money?
1: Um, Cobra Kai comes and take it from him.
0: Yeah, he's like on a bicycle, and I think Cobra Kai all show up on like crotch rockets or something. Yeah, it's like where the fuck did you guys get enough money to all buy like like ten thousand yeah. dollar motorcycles? Matching, matching motorcycles <laughs> and helmets and gear. Like if you if you had a if one kid in high school had a had a fucking motorcycle, they were the shit. But I guess Cobra Kai had them in the eighties, but they were dirt bikes anyways they they fucking steal the money which is just gross like
1: I think they were, were their intentions to be like hey, we raised this for you I don't know which is like but it's like You're it's, just stealing credit you're stealing credit, but like there's proof that they had the car wash it was on tape I don't know
0: yeah like everybody knows yeah I but, was so
1: confused like how do you think you're gonna get away with this
0: because no one calls the police on the show <laughs> they don't exist um but Uh, At this point, Johnny is like desperate. He wants to help pay for it. So he goes back to Sid, the the shitty stepdad he had growing up, uh, to ask for the money. And Sid's like, not my problem. Uh, I gave you that big check to start Cobra Kai and you blew it. That's not my problem. So on his way out, Johnny steals like a big vase to sell. Mm -hmm. Sort of funny. Because um, you, like, literally said as he was walking out, like, he should steal something expensive.
1: Yeah. It's like, just swipe something. He'll never notice. And if he does, nobody calls the cops.
0: Yep, exactly. <laughs> the cops don't exist in uh, in California. So, mm-hmm. um, meanwhile, because of the big school brawl, LaRusso Motors is suffering. So, like, they have a really bad rep. No one's buying cars. The dealership, which is, you know always come second to uh Daniel anyways because of Miyagi Do, but at this point they're not really training any students. Um and his competition, Tom Cole Motors, uh they convinced uh what is it, Doyona, which is like a big ripoff of Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is like the foreign, like the Japanese car dealers. You know, like it's like a Kia or a yeah. whatever, but they can't use those names, so they use doyona And because of the big school brawl and, and the Larusso's attachment to it, they he somehow convinces doyona Motors to cut their contract and don't like sever ties with Larusso <sighs> Motors. So that not only were they already doing bad, but now they lose one of their big yeah car brands. Um, So, of course, um, Daniel's like, how can I change this? How about I just fly to fucking uh, Tokyo to talk them into fixing it? Yes. But... uh, With my
1: money. Right, exactly. I still have. Because I'm still (laughs) rich.
0: (laughs) And meanwhile, while he's busy doing this, you know, his real job, uh, Sam is sort of secretly uh, prepping all the Miyagi-Do students to fight against Cobra Kai. She's sort of like, the new dojo leader like we're gonna get him like
1: yeah she wants revenge like
0: but... they they stole our money uh we can't let them get away with this i mean every episode of this goddamn show is like one dojo planning something against the other so it's not that surprising mm-hmm. um but meanwhile uh robbie's still having a hard time at juvie with the bullies and he feels like shit because johnny keeps trying to visit miguel in the hospital and he's he's just sort of sitting there and He is getting a lot of emails from Sam. Getting emails from, uh, Johnny. He's getting emails from people, but he's not replying to any of them. Uh, Yeah. He just sort of feels like I think he's he seems betrayed. Like everybody fought and I got shit on, which is pretty true. Like he did the big blow, but like he's the only one that got put away because.
1: Yeah, and it started with him trying to protect Sam. Like, that's what, what, he hit, what he jumped in for that fight. Right. And it's just...
0: Yep, and yeah. now Sam's like, poor Miguel. But mm-hmm. uh, that's sort of where that episode wraps up, and then we get into episode four, The Right Path. So, meanwhile, um, Daniel does fly to Tokyo. He meets with the Doyona uh, board, like, executive board, all of them, and they're like, you know no like we already made our decision um it's nothing personal you have a tarnished brand name and your competition is very strong um so no we're not going to so of course we saw this coming but um he's like well i'm over already over here i'm gonna visit okinawa uh, because i have nothing but money and time Mm -hmm. um so johnny uh Meanwhile, tries to make up with Robbie by showing up at like a homeless shelter, like Robbie serving soup at a homeless shelter. And uh, Johnny pretends he's homeless. And Mm -hmm. uh, he's basically like, look, man, we need to talk. And Robbie's like, I don't want anything to do with you. Leave me alone. This isn't cool. You're stealing food from the homeless, which is true.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's like also, I mean... He passes for homeless, I think. Right, and that's, they, they sort of make that joke because yeah. he still
0: has, like, he's still beat up from his, his drunken fight yeah. and his own, where he smashed his own face into a paper towel dispenser. And so that, that homeless woman that hangs outside of Cobra Kai is there in line and she's like, hey, are you following me? <laughs> and they're like, you know, hurry up and get your soup and move on because he keeps trying to talk to uh, his, Robbie. And meanwhile, Rob, he's like, "I'm not going anywhere until we talk." So he goes and sits down with his soup and waits for Robbie to get a break. Eventually, um, he steps in and tries to help Robbie carry this big pot of soup, and of course, doo, he forces him to drop it all uh-huh. over the place, and, <laughs> and and Robbie's real mad about it. Get out of here, Dad! You just make things worse. <laughs> uh, Robbie's a big crybaby this season, and. I, I he yeah, it's
1: kind of right to be a crybaby. Right, I
0: would be pretty pissed. Like I'm the only one getting fucked over. Uh huh. Um, but uh, yeah, it ends up backfiring on on Johnny because now Robbie's even more pissed at him. Um. Meanwhile, Hawk is being a piece of shit at school and oh, keeps yeah. instigating fights with the Miyagi Do students. And then right, like at the right time, like a teacher will get involved, and he's like. They're invading my personal space and I feel threatened in my uh, safe space or whatever. He's like basically being a shithead uh, fucking rat and trying to get them in trouble. Um, Like every time that he backs down after the teacher sort of come over um, just being an instigator. I I hate Hawk. Um, Just not. Yeah, I hate that dude.
1: Eh, Yeah, we know.
0: But uh, <laughs> but this part is really, like, one of the highlights of the season. And this is when uh, Daniel decides to go visit Tomi Village, where Karate Kid 2 was filmed. So he basically, like, hops in an Uber once he gets to um, Okinawa and tells him to take him to Tomi Village. He shows up, and what is it?
1: It's a shopping center.
0: Yeah, it's like a strip mall now.
1: Wait, did you mention how... How... Um he decided to go there it's something like he was like after he, his offer or whatever got turned down he went to the bar and was talking about miyagi to the um bartender and he's like oh he's he's died and i can't talk to him anymore and the bartender's like no they still talk you know
0: they're still inside they're you they're still inside
1: you so pretty much is like he's getting these messages like these little Hence that um, he needs to go back to this place, and it it's kind of supposed to be like you know he's speaking to him through the you know yeah the the grave the afterlife
0: yeah Miyagi is still and of course mm-hmm. that's in line with the movies because Miyagi would probably say something like Miyagi always here
1: yeah and so you this Miyagi is supposed to be guiding this journey and you you'll find out why why this little journey is important. So I'll let you continue Tad. Well, so he, a shopping center. Right. Well he shows yeah. up,
0: yeah, in tomi Village, which was a nice cute little village, is turned into a shopping like mall basically. Um and we learned that uh Sato, who we left in Karate Kid Part Two, um, the like farming industry basically was sinking, so he decided to turn it into a retail space. Um which not surprising. Mm-hmm. Um so he's there visiting uh and who does he run into?
1: His ex. Kamiko. Kamiko.
0: And it's like fucking like what 30 40 years later.
1: Yeah, she still looks good. Yeah,
0: she's still cute. Um <laughs> she, she just happens to be like at the shopping center doing a bone dance. Mm-hmm. Like teaching like not teaching but doing a demonstration with some kids and she turns around and there she is, Kamiko. Um, and of course, you know, they stop and they talk and this, this to me, we'll talk a little bit about this. Daniel is not a good husband. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he, he runs into his ex and uh-huh. they start talking and he's like, okay, so married, children or anything. And she's like, well, no one else. I, I never got with anybody after you because no one else fought to their death for me. And so she's basically been holding out for Daniel her whole entire life.
1: It sounds like me, 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 uh, Miyagi's kind of his ex. Right.
0: And it's like, it's, <laughs> it's like. like, I've been waiting for you. And right. And
1: they're like, oh, well, I'm going to go back home now.
0: Well, well, the thing is, like, Daniel leaves her hanging on a string, you know, mm-hmm. and. But meanwhile, his wife's back at home and he's not telling her he decided to go to uh okinawa or Tommy village and now he's having like he, he's spending time with this woman who clearly loves him but, still
1: but also in the third movie didn't he say like she didn't want to come to the states because she got some dancing job or something right she and... got
0: yeah she got like a really big like contract with like a so dancing it's like school it was something. a
1: it wasn't like he just left her yeah i guess I but
0: would you be comfortable if I flew across the country, and didn't tell you I was um gonna have like a lo- like se- spend several days with an ex that um I def- like put my life on the line for?
1: I would like at least a text message, like like you know I'd be like, how are you? Like oh I'm having lunch with my ex. I'm like mm, okay.
0: Right, and he yeah. doesn't even when he <laughs> even like looking forward like when he gets back, he doesn't even tell her like. I ran into my old girlfriend or anything. Mm-hmm. He just sort of blows it off like I visited where Miyagi grew up. Which
1: well, makes it worse cuz if she finds out later, right. it's going to be like why didn't you tell me?
0: Right. This is a huge part of the story. Yeah. It was a huge part of his life. He nearly died for her. He yeah. put his life on the line for her. And it's like when he talks to Amanda, he's like, "Oh, I got some gifts that you won't believe it. They turned into a shopping mall or something." Like just sort of blows over it like it's nothing, but um, Daniel like not cool dude. Um,
1: I don't know it's kind of a shitty guy.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> meanwhile, like the next day, um, they're having tea or something, and uh, Kamiko's like, "I have another person who's been missing you." And uh, Chosen shows up, like the guy, your favorite guy, with the flashy yeah. shirts and the, the cool pants. Yeah, and he looks Necklaces. pretty. Yeah, he looks pretty close to what. I mean, he just looks like an older version of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, very recognizable right away. But he's very stoic still. Not Doesn't have a sense of humor. He's not nice like Kyo, uh, uh Just sort of a short... I mean, just sort of an asshole still. And there's definitely still some tension there. Um, yeah, and meanwhile... Uh, Johnny is still trying to get Miguel... Like, now that Miguel's awake, he feels like he's the one that's going to get him physically walking again. So he, like, comes to miguel's house or apartment and there's like a another stereotype there's like this hippie guy there like massage masseuse yoga guy i don't even know acupuncture Mm. man bun guy like trying to help with his physical rehab yeah and johnny's like what's this dude doing this hippie (laughs) dude like drink some beer and get up and kick some ass you 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 queer like (laughs) He just, is typical Johnny, like, doesn't understand mm-hmm. why this dude is doing what he's doing, and, um, Carmen's, like, you know, he's a fucking professional went to, like, college, like, mm-hmm. I trust him, but, um, meanwhile, like, Johnny really wants to be, like, the physical therapy guy, I mean, he's, like, eventually, I mean, I don't remember which episode, if this is in one of them, but he, he, like, gets him on this, like, hoist where he lifts him up, for, actually, first, like, in the hospital, after he wakes up, he, he, like, Pull something across the room, and he's like, you want your phone? You have to come get it. He makes him fall out of the bed and, like, hurt himself. Yeah. And then later, he, like, hoists him up with this pulley system he somehow has in his apartment and just keeps dropping him, like, walk, walk. And then, like, the worst part, and like I said, I don't think it's even in this episode, but he literally, like, lights his shoelace on fire.
1: Yeah, the... <laughs> That's gonna make get him to panic and move his foot, but it doesn't. Yeah, yeah it
0: just makes his it catches his leg on fire. Yeah, and he, he's like, um, trying to like lure him with an like an eighties like Playboy magazine, basically like chicks and bikinis from the eighties magazine. He's like, he's like has it on like a fishing wire. Or he's something. like,
1: I have a phone.
0: Right. He's <laughs> like, he's like, it's not it's not the same as girls on paper or something stupid. <laughs> Um, like, I
1: look up porn right, right now. So, yeah. So basically
0: we have sort of the comic relief of Johnny, like trying to help Miguel rehab Miguel getting frustrated because obviously he can't walk like that would be frustrating as shit. Um, and yeah, that's sort of where that episode wraps up uh, into episode five. So we're about halfway through um, this one's called Miyagi Do. Big uh, stretch there. But um meanwhile, uh Chris, who is the Miyagi Doe kid that came over from Cobra Kai, the, the big bigger black kid, he uh is working at golf and stuff and Hawk and the other Cobra Kai kids show up and they jump over the ticket counter at the uh like whatever you win like prizes and shit yeah. and they steal they steal like a stuffed animal, a bunch of shit and go running. So they're now they're harassing him at work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, he texts Sam and they gather up the uh, Miyagi-Do kids and they go to just retaliate. To me, it was like. They stole the shit, like once again, just call the cops on them.
1: Um, tell your boss.
0: Right. Like, is there any adults at work yeah, here?
1: There's wait there- no, maybe I'm thinking of the roller rink. Like, it's supposed to be security.
0: Yeah, as a roller rink, there was security. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, we have a place here called Fun City. It's sort of like this, and it's like, there's security. Like, mm-hmm. just, just, or just, like, yeah, tell your boss, like, these, these assholes stole some stuff. You're not going to be held accountable for it. Yeah. Um, They have cameras, I'm sure. Like, but, of course, there's just constant conflict here. So, it's like, gather the kids. Let's, we're, they're just looking for a reason to fight. Um, so Sam and the rest of the Miyagi-Do kids show up and they're in this, like, laser tag, I'm guessing. Yeah, like laser tag area. Yeah, black light sort of room. Um, and they're sort of, like, stalking each other. And the Miyagi-Do students are actually, like, beating up the Cobra Kai kids as retaliation. And then, uh, Tori and, like, the big kids show up. Like, Tori's, like, the boss. Uh, yeah like
1: she's the bad bitch.
0: Right. And she shows up and of course at this point we know that Sam is terrified of her. Mm-hmm. So um Tori shows up and she's like Larusa, where are you cunt? Uh <laughs> calling her out, looking for her. Um she she shows up, she ambushes them and um they end up trapping Dimitri who's their weakest link pretty much. Mm-hmm. And they're they're basically calling out Sam, like, We're gonna break his arm if you don't come out here. Um do something about it because Tori really wants to whoop Sam's ass and Sam's hiding. And so Sam watches Dimitri get his arm snapped. Yeah. Like, she's so scared of Tori and so paralyzed by her post-traumatic stress that she can't even come out and help her friend Dimitri. And she's the one that, like, started this. Yeah,
1: she's the like, she's trying to, like, build this, like, gang up to seek revenge, basically. And then once... Once she had opportunity, she got too scared. It's like I don't know. I'm not a fan of Sam.
0: (laughs) No, I I maybe it's It's because I like just relate more to Tori. Like yeah, I didn't grow up in a family with money or a house like you know Mm -hmm. big house like.
1: It's like Sam wants to be bad, but she's
2: not bad. uh... and she's she's a privileged little girl.
0: Yeah, so basically, she sees Dimitri get watches Dimitri get his arm snapped, and is like even completely more traumatized now. Mm -hmm. Um, She's just like cowering in a corner, terrified out of her mind of Tori. Um, Meanwhile, back in Okinawa, Daniel and Chosen talk and end up um, going back to Chosen's like dojo, and they learn a lot about each other. Um, Daniel learns that Chosen was actually trained in Miyagi Do um from his from um sato and they like spar and have a few rounds and he actually does a saying where he like hits daniel at certain points and he like disables his arms basically like yeah. stuns him and makes him um so he can't defend himself and you know daniel's like can you show me that and and uh chosen's like no like Basically, the same stuff that we learned in, like, Karate Kid 2 is, like, you're um, a white American. Like, I can't show you this stuff. And Daniel's pissed because he's, like, Miyagi was my my um, sensei. Like, how dare you not teach this stuff to me? And they sort of have a, a back-and-forth disagreement, and eventually... Um, Chosen's like, you know, you're right, like you respect the martial art. And he gives him a scroll that was in this box, which has like the hidden secrets of Miyagi karate. Um,
2: karate.
0: Right, which is like a big deal. You know, Daniel knows he's learned something new, which is, you know, something he hasn't done for a while. Um, So Daniel goes back and he meets up with Kamiko at um, Tomi Village and she brings Yuna. And who's Yuna?
1: She, she's the girl, little girl that in the third, no, second movie that Daniel saved that was ringing the bell for the big storm.
0: Yeah. And guess what, guys? How convenient. She's the VP of sales at doyota Motors. Yeah. How fucking convenient. Come on. <laughs>
1: And she's like, I'm going to save the day.
0: Right. She's like, I remember you saved me from a storm 30 years ago when I was an infant for some reason ringing <laughs> <infant>. a bell. <laughs> well, it's like, it's really like, I don't have a lot. I mean, I guess you would remember she the time was you like almost died. five
1: or something I th- at the youngest.
0: Right. But I mean, I guess you would remember the time mm-hmm. you almost died. But it's like, okay, you did me a favor 30 years ago. I'm going to save your business now.
1: Uh, I guess it's least you can do.
0: Yeah, it's a good trade off, I guess. But. uh it's a big stretch that the kid he saved 30 uh-huh. years ago now owns or is now the vice president of sales at the biggest car dealership that he needs, like the car company. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they're good now. It looks like La Russa Motors is going to be saved because uh, Daniel saved a little girl 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, in juvie, Robbie and Sean have a big fight. Uh, I think Robbie got sick of being picked on. I think like he, he like pulled the cord on a computer and started some shit and, and went through his letters. And so uh, Robbie finally has a shows that he's like worthy and sort of beats up uh, Sean. They have a big brawl and then they both get sort of put into like confinement. And on their way out, they have like a little heart to heart. It's like, did you tell me? He's like, no. Did you tell me? No. Like, I'm not a snitch. Neither am I. So they ha- it's like he earned his respect finally. Like, finally, yeah. So he finally gets like his due in juv in juvie. Like he'd been bullied the whole time. He showed that he's not a bitch and that he he's not a snitch. So uh,
1: not no bitch, not no
2: snitch.
0: Right. Uh, meanwhile, Johnny's still working on Miguel's rehab. Um, does a really despicable thing, but it's pretty funny. And he puts him in a wheelchair and pretends that he's a Make a Wish kid. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, takes him backstage to a D. Snyder concert, not a Twisted Sister concert because mm-hmm. they can't afford that. But um, we get a D. Snyder solo show in like a small gymnasium, and uh, he sneaks him through the back door past security. And Miguel does like a fake cough. Uh, they put on a whole show. He's like, you know, this might be his final like day or whatever. You know, can we get in? They let him in. And so for some reason, this entire time, um, this entire. Three seasons of show Miguel has been shitting on Johnny's taste and movies, music, everything, and suddenly he knows who D. Snyder is? Okay. Yeah. But then again, those everybody sort of knows like the top three Twisted Sister songs. And I think they're they're like watching him do
1: I wanna rock. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else, but hasn't Miguel kinda of been listening to his music, like trying kinda like
0: There is a point where um and the I think in the first season when he's just learning the training his phone rings and um it's like Guns N' Roses or something.
1: He's he's trying he's kind of picking up on um
0: a little no, bit of Johnny's stuff Johnny's yeah. stuff. Yeah, but it's pretty questionable to like make him mm-hmm. like out as a Make A Wish kid, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, he gets him in there. They're having a good time. I think he even gives him a beer. Yep. They take a selfie, which is pretty corny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's looking down and he realizes Miguel's feet are moving.
1: Yeah, he's like tapman.
0: Like is- hair metal got Miguel's saved Miguel's life. Um, <laughs> D. Snyder is a god. He's I think
1: it was the beer.
0: Probably <laughs> more the alcohol. Like <laughs> Yeah. Um but you know, he points down, he's like, Your feet are moving, and he's like, Yeah, I'm saved, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um He's, you know, walking on water now. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Amanda uh, is pissed after she hears um, what the uh, Cobra Kai students did at the golf and stuff. So she shows up at Cobra Kai and has a confrontation with Crease and ends up screaming at him and smacking him in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, storms out. And uh, at the end of this episode, Johnny accepts Ali's friend request on Facebook. Ooh, big step! So we get step. like an Allie moment, and we get Kamiko. Like this has been pretty awesome season so far.
2: You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to
1: hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment.
0: That's only halfway through the season. So episode six, King Cobra. Um, we, I'm sure we get a little more backstory on Crease uh, and, and Vietnam somewhere in here. But basically we learn like once he, he gets drafted into the Vietnam War, um, he's got the girlfriend. He goes in and he's like an exceptional uh, soldier, basically, and gets picked to be part of like a special ops unit that will be going into the jungle of Vietnam as, like, a group of, like, four or five people that, um, he helps recruit, like, finding the best of the best, and, uh, Kreese is considered that at a young age. Um, there's a point where while they're assembling this, they find out that his girlfriend actually dies. Mm-hmm. We get, they get, like, a letter that she dies, but they won't tell Creese because they don't want him distracted. Yeah. Um, pretty shitty, but I don't, I don't know. They probably didn't actually do that, like, back then. I don't know if that actually happened, but, um, Anyways, we learn a little bit about that. So fast forward, we get Crease, and he's trying to using the same methods. He's trying to recruit people to Cobra Kai. So he goes and watches. And you mentioned how creepy this was because he's just like going to um, high school wrestling matches and basketball games and by stuff.
1: himself and like just staring at these kids.
0: Right. And he's not a parent. Like, yeah, He's
1: not with anyone.
0: It's like just this old creepy guy.
1: And no know what? no one's like what I mean May I'm sure some people are looking at him like why is he here who's his kid like but
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he he's going through and he's basically recruiting like exceptional athletes from other sports to bring into Cobra Kai um so he actually gets Kyler who's back from first season which was Sam's ex um the the Asian kid that um would pick on um Eli at the time now, it's Mm -hmm. but um, him and his friends would pick on on all these guys, Miguel and yeah, and Dimitri and everybody. Um, So he brings them into Cobra Kai, basically like, here's my new recruits and um, students. You're going to fight them. And if you lose, you're out of Cobra Kai, like basically fighting for your spot. Um, We get some moments where I think a couple Cobra Kai kids get beat and they're just gone. And then it comes up to Hawk's turn, and he's got a lot of animosity built yeah. up for this kid named Brooks, who picked on him a lot.
1: And Brooks is still has his attitude, like, ha ha, Hawk, like, remember me?
0: Yep. He he calls him like, oh, isn't that the kid with the lip? Look at it, dude. yeah! Like, but he changed his hair, cool, or whatever. And so obviously Hawks got some animosity. He's pissed that um, Kreese would even bring him in the dojo. Like this is his thing. He found his individual. Yeah, he.
1: Kinda, I I think he feels a little betrayed. Like, like you know, this is like my like dojo. This is my space. Like, and you bring like this asshole is not.
0: Yeah, he's not of our standard. How could you do this? So yeah, he's got a point to prove. So um, he goes in and he's he's like. Give me Brooks, the big guy, right now, and Crease like hell yeah, like mm-hmm. I like that. His he's got that attitude, that killer instinct, bring him in, and um, he fucks him up to the point where it's like he's got him down, and he keeps going and keeps going, and, and they're there's... trying to pull him off. of There's blood.
1: Yeah, they won't even show it. They just show the blood.
0: Yeah, he he's <laughs> he's letting out some anger, obviously some past um, animosity he's had. So uh, meanwhile. Uh, Daniel's back and, you know, he's talking to Amanda and they find out all the stuff that went down at golf and stuff and how traumatized Sam is. So they go to the police station. Finally, we get police involved. And, um, then we find out why they don't ever go to the police because <laughs> they show up there and they want to get a restraining order against crease. And they're like, actually, we're glad you're here because crease already filed one against Amanda. It's like, how could he have done that? What happened? Well, she smacked him. She's the one that came to the dojo mm-hmm. and she smacked Crease. And it's like, you know, the cops making it out like she's the crazy one.
1: And this, I want to go on a little rant about this because this is such, I, I feel like it's a sexist, cowardly thing to do because of everything Crease has done. Now he goes to the police and fi- file a restraining order. It's like, he probably doesn't want to kick this woman's ass so what does he does he makes her look crazy
0: yep he gaslights her he
1: gaslights her and he's like i'm a and then he's like playing like um the card like i'm a retired vet whatever and
0: i've served this country i've served this
1: country and this woman came in and slapped me and you know it's just it's it's like
0: even the cop is like uh, you know, it says here you had a physical altercation and, and Daniel's like, no, she didn't do that. And she's like, actually I slapped him and he's mm-hmm. like, well, Mr. Crease has a, mili- a yeah. military background as if that makes him like, I mean, thank you for serving the country, but it doesn't make you invincible to like being a piece of shit. Like,
1: and maybe it's like, this, I don't know. I kind of relate to that. I think a lot of women can relate to that. It's like when you piss off a man. They're how they get back to you is they make you look crazy and they gaslight you and they you know they you know to yeah they just make you look bad.
0: <laughs> it's true, yeah.
1: Yeah, and you know, and and if a if a man would have came and slapped him, he would just whooped his ass and been done
0: with it. Yeah.
1: And it would you know, but he's got to you know and he put, kn- put put on a show that this look like, and
0: she's it, the crazy one, yeah,
1: and it it'll come up later where it's like he plays the victim publicly that he you know she's crazy, and he's the victim, but I won't jump ahead right, it's like, ugh.
0: so at this point they're like, you know shit, he has this restraining order, like what can we do they they bring um Armand, the uh, landlord, over for dinner and they cook him like a big meal, an Italian dinner, and they convince him to evict Crease. They're like, you know, we'll pay like double whatever. We'll, we'll basically pay your rent. We'll double your rent and just just to evict him, get him out of there. Um, they make a deal and Amanda has to make the deal because once again, a sexist thing. He, uh-huh. he doesn't trust Daniel because he sells cars. But Amanda, she's pretty, so he'll accept her offer
1: and this is and and this is like oh we have money so we're gonna
0: (laughs) yep basically like flashing money to get crease out of there
1: yeah there's like and it's so stupid that they think like all we have to do is raise their rent and they'll be gone and like like that's a solution like just push the pushing them buy them out buy them out is this gonna end things
0: yeah, so Armand mm. shows up at <laughs> Cobra Kai and he's like, telling Kreese, you gotta go. And Kreese is like, why? You know, we have a deal. And he's like, it doesn't matter. You're out. Deal's over. Um, And he brings in, like, his nephews. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got my nephews here. If, you know, this is a big deal. But of course, Kreese is Kreese and he's badass and that doesn't matter. So um, we get a like a, a really sort of stupid scene where daniel and amanda are standing on like the balcony of the car dealership looking over all the cars
1: and they're like so happy like yay we it. We, we did it we, we saw we
0: paid off armand and now life is good again because money <laughs> and uh they get a phone call and it's armand and he's like deal is off um in he's basically like has like a fist to his head like crease is basically holding him hostage uh-huh. and then um is this the part where the this the, the yes. customers all start running yes and we realize that somehow
1: they got a poisonous snake yeah in they, the car dealership
0: yeah they put snakes in the cars so <laughs> um yeah pretty corny like how someone could sneak a, a snake into there and put it in a car and you know oh no you know you guys got you had rid of, got rid of crease and he literally brought a snake in a cobra
1: and that's when they realized like money's not gonna
0: fix this right
1: fuck what do we do that's yeah. what that's what we are we're rich people
0: right <laughs> and then we get the sub story which is really pretty damn corny where johnny really wants to impress Allie on facebook so he takes miguel oh. all around town and he poses in front of uh, murals in front of like flowers at a bookstore, reading a book, then he throws the book away. Um,
1: <laughs> I lo- kind of like this. Is, where he's trying.
0: He- <laughs> he's trying to impress her by being cultured. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it is sad because he's he's so trashy. He's not.
1: Well, and she like message message him like like hey, how are you doing? And he was gonna type this huge long thing about like. Everything that's happened in the past 30 some years. My
0: favorite part was like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: hey, Allie uh, started off like, hey, Allie, I'm responding to your message on this thing called Facebook.
1: Yeah, it's on my phone.
0: <laughs> like it's, telling but, her how it yeah, works. Yeah,
1: it's, it's an app on my phone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny and adorable. But it's
1: like it's, it seems like a boomer thing. Yeah. Um, but then um, he shows Miguel like this message he's going to send her. And he's like no 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 this is insane you just do sh- like you just make it short and simple and he's like that's as, just as bad as liking all her photos and oh like-
0: yeah he's like he's like you might as well just go like every one of her photos and he's like is that bad
1: <laughs> he's like you liked all her photos she can see that he's like well why put the button there if
2: i'm not supposed to like it
0: <laughs> it was pretty good it was a pretty funny moment uh one of the funnier ones of the season yeah Um, yeah, so he's, he's out trying to take pictures to look cultured, uh, really trying to impress her. Um, and then we, at at the end, he's like, they they stop at a sushi restaurant and he like holds the sushi up to his mouth. And then he's like, people eat this crap. Like every buddy in Iowa that, (laughs) that says they don't like sushi, but they've never fucking tried it. Um. But anyways, they're like, you know, he's like Miguel. Do you want it? And he's like, not now. You just spit it out. <laughs> but while um he's running to the rest restroom, Tori comes swinging in. This is the first time Miguel and Tori have seen each other this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been avoiding. She hasn't gone to see him in the hospital. She's sort of um obviously been caught up with life drama. She's mm-hmm. working two jobs um, because her mom's mom is sick or whatever. Can't help with bills. So uh, they. Uh, have a sort of heart-to-heart, Miguel's like, "Why? where have you been? I haven't heard from you. You didn't get a hold of me. And she's like, life, man. Like, I've been busy and I felt guilty and I didn't, I felt, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't want to see you in that state. I didn't, it sort of was a bummer. So yeah. I didn't, I understand both sides of it, but they sort of have like a falling out. Like, you know.
1: Yeah, I could see like, She's in an awkward position. It's so like, sh- like, should she go visit him, or like, this is kind of, this is kind of her fault. This, you know, brawl right. happened because she initi- or um, instigated it. Right. But yeah, and then you know, he kissed Sam, so it's like,
0: yeah, I don't want
1: you anymore. Right. But... She
0: she sees that, and yeah, I sort of forgot about that too. Yeah. But uh, then Johnny and uh, Miguel sort of have a fight over this because uh, they argue over what he should do. And he's basically like calling Miguel out for not being himself. And he's like, look at you. We spent all fucking day taking fake pictures of you, pretending to read, pretending to care about art. Like Mm -hmm. you stay in front of paintings and shit. Uh, He gets so angry for Johnny being hypocritical that he doesn't realize that he stands up out of the wheelchair. Yeah. He's like so angered by it. So, um, Johnny making bad decisions so far has paid off for Miguel's (laughs) rehab, uh, taking him to get drunk at a D Snyder show. And Mm -hmm. now, um, being hypocritical has got him to stand up. So now, um, he's out of the wheelchair. He's at least walking again. Uh, meanwhile, Johnny goes back to his Facebook and deletes all the fake pictures because he realizes he's being a hypocrite. Uh, changes it back to the one picture of him and Miguel at the D. Snyder show, and sends Allie that message of like, not much you.
1: Yeah, he <laughs> he deleted everything. is like, yeah, nothing. Yeah, not much you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which is realistic. Pretty good. Um, more more of his style. So that leads into episode seven, which I can't even pronounce. It's obstruculous, I think is the word. Mm-hmm. But um, here is where, um. Right at the beginning of the episode, um, Tori and Sam are having a big fight in the Miyagi Dojo. It's getting pretty violent, um, back and forth, back and forth. And Tori, they end up outside and Tori whoops Sam's ass and um, pushes her head in the water and is like drowning her Mm -hmm. in the little pond that they train in at the Miyagi Dojo. And of course, Sam wakes up and it's a dream. It's
1: a PTSD.
0: Dream. Yep, she's having, still having, um, post traumatic stress syndrome. Freaking mm-hmm. out over this, um, it's consuming her life. She's having panic attacks and anxiety over it, um. But meanwhile, well, and I
1: don't feel that bad for her. But anyway,
0: no, no. I mean, <laughs> like I said in the last one, she's the one that sort of instigated the fight, mm-hmm. and then couldn't back it up. Yep. Um. But meanwhile, uh after some training, Miguel is sort of getting back to walking and light training again. So we have Miguel back and he actually, uh, ends up going back to school. He's, he's like good enough to walk that he returns to school for the first time. But that's where he finds out at school through, I think Sam. Oh no, he sees Dimitri's arm and he's like, what happened? He's like, your boy Hawk broke my arm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so Miguel is like, not cool like i don't want to be friends or associate myself with those guys like that wasn't cool um one thing i didn't even have my notes but this reminded me there's this like weird subplot and i don't remember the girl's name but like the popular girl that got the the um pussy wedgie in the first season she there's like this little weird love story side story with her and dimitri
1: yeah because she's because everyone because um dimitri's what, one of the guys was it? Sam's ex.
0: Yeah, Kyler. He,
1: like drew a huge dick on his cast. And
0: he's like, let me let me sign your cast, and draws a huge dick on it.
1: And she, everyone's laughing at him, and she's like, everyone laughed at me when I got the
0: pussy wedgie,
2: <laughs> the front,
1: <laughs> the front wedgie, and so she took a pen and wrote, like, I love your huge dick, you know, yeah. in her name, and it's just.
0: Cause Demetria always sort of stood up for her Uh and she, now she knows what it's like to be picked on and rejected. Mm
1: -hmm. So we have
0: this sort of interesting side plot of her, um, sort of being like normal. Like now she's, she's down, she's been knocked down several levels yeah. and realizing that she was sort of a cunt, um, in the first season. I think she spent the second season, like on vacation or something. They said she was like out of, country with her family or something yeah Uh, so she's back
1: she was gone all summer and yeah yeah
0: there you go second (laughs) season was summer so she's she's back for school and um her and dimitri have this cute little side love story
1: oh did and did you mention the one friend is gone
0: uh i was gonna mention that in the trivia later okay but her yeah her friend um now i'm really bad because i don't remember the name but um yeah, Sam's like best friend that's in Cobra Kai. They basically her parents take her to a different school because of um what happened. Mm-hmm. They take her to like a private school to get out of this violence. Um meanwhile, Daniel tells uh Sam she's taking a day off school and they're going to go fishing like they used to when they were kids. Uh so he takes her out in the boat and he's having a talk with her and then he's like, you know, remember when you used to be able to stand on the bow with me and Miyagi and you could balance. And she's like, you took me all the way out here to do karate. Like I'm done with karate. I don't want anything to do with karate. She's pretty much like banished karate from her mind. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want anything to do with it. Cause she's so scared of Tori. And so Daniel apologizes and he's like, look like you can tell me anything I want you to be comfortable. So she tells Daniel all about her panic attacks and about being scared of Tori. And of course Daniel has the solution. He's like, Miyagi used to tell me like, you know, don't be scared, like, use that focus on something else, I don't, he he has some kind of bullshit thing to basically <laughs> say, don't be scared, which, you can't tell someone to not be scared, mm-hmm. like, they have to, I mean, that, like, stress and um, trauma, all that stuff is very real, and I thought it was sort of, like, crappy and glossed over, like, he tells her one lesson from Miyagi, and it's fixed. It's like, Get over it, basically. Like, Miyagi Uh told me to get over it. You can get over it. Don't be scared, homie. I
1: was like, no, Sam should be scared. Right.
0: (laughs) And so, um, after all this drama and these kids having issues, like, um, because Miguel is pissed at the Cobra Kai kids and won't be friends with them and won't go back, um, and obviously uh, Johnny's been ostracized from Cobra Kai by Kreese, Um, he even goes, like, to the school to sort of talk to them, and figure out like, what the hell, guys? Like you guys want to stand up for a, a guy who would break someone's arm? Like this isn't cool. Mm-hmm. You're better than this. um And they're like, you suck, Johnny. Like you, you let us down. You were you were weak, and that's why Miguel got hurt. um They view him as weak. So Johnny decides to start his own dojo called Eagle Fang Karate. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. And he, there's like a montage of him checking out different um, places to hold the dojo, which he can't afford any of them. There's like a place with like a juice bar and then there's like a warehouse, all these places. But um, we find we get a pretty funny scene where he's talking to this guy and he's like, so this place is free. Like, yeah, and I can use it anytime I want. Yeah. And no one can stop us. Right. He's like, can I go back to my family now? And they zoom out and they're at a park. I was <laughs> just talking to a stranger. <laughs> Pretty funny. He like didn't understand how a park worked, um, so he starts teaching. Yeah, his his dojo his dojo is the park. Um, meanwhile, they're there training like on their first day, and um, some of the Cobra Kai students show up. He's got like a little group of Eagle Fang karate kids that had been kicked out of Cobra Kai because uh, Kreese didn't see, think they were strong enough. So they're they're training there and. Um, and uh, Miguel actually invites some of them. Like, you guys should come over. Kreese is bad news. Like, come over. We have a new do. We-, we have a new dojo over in the park. So the kids come over, and of course Johnny's like, "Cool, I knew you guys would come running back." And then Kreese turns the corner, and it's like, mm-hmm. "This is war, I Johnny. Know. I this is your last chance." Like he, he says that like every episode. <laughs> this is your last chance, Johnny, to to come back to Cobra Kai where you belong. Oh my
1: God, it's like. Dude, he doesn't want... You sound so desperate, right. but you're you're trying to sound <laughs> so like, tough. Right. This is your last chance. I'm telling you. I'm yeah. going to walk away right now.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: I'm turning around. <laughs> I'm walking. I'm going to walk through this door. It's like, okay, bye.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I think episode, we're on episode eight. We're getting, rounding out to uh, home base and... Um, again, I don't know if this is this episode, but we learn... I'll I'll actually save that for the end a little bit more about Kreese's background, but um, this is episode eight. It's called The Good, The Bad, and The Badass. Um, So the local city council, we find out, revokes the permit for the All-Valley Tournament because of the big school brawl. They decide that it's a bad look for the city to be promoting karate, so no more tournament this year, which every dojo freaks out about. Mm -hmm. Um, So Daniel being... Um, his egotistical self thinks that he's gonna be the one to go down and solve it. He brings notes and everything, and uh, gets Amanda to come with him, and they go down to the city council meeting. Um, they get there, and he sits down, and then he realizes like Johnny comes and sits down right next to him, and he's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "I'm prepared to talk too." So um, it comes time to talk about it. They both stand up to go talk, and then Kreese gets up and he talks. And Kreese goes up and plays Mr. Innocent. He's like, I'm a Vietnam War veteran. Um, I made all these um, students who um, didn't feel confident. I gave them the self-confidence. I changed their lives. I'm a good guy. Um, I, I'm a good part of an influencer in this community. And, of course, he's doing some more gaslighting because, like, Amanda stands up and she's like he's been an awful person like he put a snake in our dealership all of a sudden he's like look at her she's crazy yeah ladies and gentlemen he's like, I
1: have a restraining order on her she needs to leave she's right. crazy so, she hit me
0: so security comes and like drags her out and of mm-hmm. course she's pissed and yelling it makes her look worse um meanwhile Sexist. like Johnny and Daniel are arguing back and forth and Crease is just like loving it because it makes them look crazy too mm-hmm. um and finally city council's like, you guys can't even keep your shit together. Like shut up. And that's when Miguel comes down and he starts talking and he tells a story about, he's like, I'm the kid that you saw in the news that almost died. And I think this should still happen. Here's why I was getting bullied all the time in school. Um, I was a loser. I had no self-confidence. Um, you know, karate saved my life and made things so much better. And even though I was hurt, like I was still getting bullied. So like, I was gonna get hurt, no matter what, and you know um basically like gave this awesome speech, him and um Sam together sort of gave this great speech and convinced they convinced uh city council to overturn the decision and let the tournament happen, so good for Miguel, he saves the day <laughs> uh. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, because of this moment, Sam and Miguel reconcile and they're cool with each other. So they go over to Miyagi Do to do some sparring, and they're sort of not really flirting, just being friendly back and forth. And they're training, and this is like right when Robbie um, has gotten out of rehab. Which going back, um, Robbie gets let or not rehab, he gets let out juvie, and there's a point where both Johnny and Daniel show up to pick him up when he's released, and he's like, "Fuck both of you." and mm-hmm. leaves and they both realize that they've pretty much failed him. Um but meanwhile, Robbie shows up at Miyagi-do cuz he's like going to give Daniel a second chance and he runs into Miguel and Sam sparring and thinks there's something more to it and he's like how could you basically. Um which big surprise, Robbie gets upset about this and where does he go? Turns to Crease. Yep, he turns to Crease for advice uh goes there and he's like here's the situation, I don't have a place to stay. Um I'm you know, I can't go to my dad's I can't go to the LaRusso's.
1: And I feel like Robbie's doing this for the same reason why he went to Daniel.
0: Right, to get back at his dad. Yeah, to
1: get back at his dad. Now he's trying to get back at his dad and Daniel. And it's just like
0: Ugh. A lot of backstabbing. Robbie's passed oh, around. Oh, yeah,
1: backstabbing.
0: Robbie's passed around like a girl at a gangbang. He just <laughs> keeps, he goes every, he's not loyal to anybody. And I don't no. know. And Crease, but Creese is using him too. Cause he, I mean. Yeah. Robbie's good. Obviously like a very good um, at karate and, you know, but he also knows that being uh, close to both of them, he can hurt both of those guys. By Yeah, by they're too.
1: using each other to get, get revenge on the same people.
0: Yeah, and um, so he's, like, puts a cot in the back, and he's like, you can stay here, and he's Mr. Nice Guy to Robbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, at the end of this episode, I believe, is when um, Johnny and Carmen finally hook up.
1: Mm, I Your notes say something more vulgar.
0: Yeah, Johnny and Carmen finally like, fuck.
1: fuck. <laughs> I was looking okay at that, I'm like, <laughs> I kind of, you might have caught me laughing earlier, I'm like... <laughs>
0: Yeah. So yeah, Full she. Fuck. They have you know they're back and forth, or whatever. And she shows up at the house, and uh, or she he shows up at her. Or no, I think it's his place. Yeah. And they end up going. Into, they end up kissing, which leads to more. They go in, and you know she mm-hmm. wakes up next to him, and, um, yeah, Oops. they finally hook up after all this time. Johnny finally gets lucky with Carmen. Um, good for him because.
1: Yeah. Did you even mention the whole? Uh, Robbie caught her boyfriend cheating. Or was that?
0: I don't remember if that was a season or not. Okay. Yeah, but there. I think we talked about it last time, but...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Yeah,
0: she, yeah basically, um, Johnny... You
1: that know, happened last season. Yeah. <sighs> it's a little mixed
0: up. We've been... It's been a while since we watched it, but, um... Yeah. There was that moment where... Yeah. He, uh... She had a new boyfriend, and Johnny caught him uh flirting with or trying to hook up with another girl while they were supposed to be on a date but yeah
2: do that. that
0: leads us into episode nine we're almost there called feel the night um and this is a big reveal it kicks off right away with Allie. she's back
1: yeah she's back in town
0: she's in town visiting her parents for christmas which is like everybody's excuse to come back to visit their hometown yeah uh-huh. Um, She's staying with her parents in their big ritzy house, which we saw in the original Karate Kid. They have like a big ass mansion and shit. Um, But she gets a hold of Johnny is like, hey, I'm back in town. Let's meet up for lunch. And he picks some like bullshit place he's never been trying to impress her. And he orders like the vegan dish. Um, Once again, trying to impress her. And she's like, I don't know what that is, but I want the burger and fries. Mm -hmm. And he's like, uh, you know what? I got to remember to not be try to impress her. I want the same thing. Burger and fries. I don't I'm not vegan. Um, So they it's it's pretty nice episode for Johnny. Like he comes to realize that he should be himself and be honest with her and stop trying to impress her. Um, After they have lunch, they go um, to golf and stuff and they have sort of a date. And they they have a really good time and they end up talking about their kids and their past. And he sort of tells her a little bit about Robbie and the situation. And she's like, yeah, I just I'm getting or I got a divorce and my kids are, you know, grown now or or older. And uh, they're really, you know, they're with their dad right now, whatever. And they almost kiss. And then she gets a text message or a phone call or something and realizes that she's supposed to be at this. Christmas party with her mom. So she invites Johnny to go with her. So at this point, we're both like... Dude, he just hooked up with Carmen. And yeah. now you're going... Like, you can't be double-timing, dude.
1: Yeah, it's like it's kind of typical. It's like, you get got a good thing going, but then, you know, blast from it past. Like, lighting old flames. Yep,
0: Johnny always fucks up. He always fucks up every great opportunity he has. And here he goes again. But meanwhile... Um, the Cobra Kai kids are not happy about Robbie being in the dojo and sort of reject him because they're like yo he's the dude that like fucked with us but then again it's like Miguel's not with them anymore and he's the one that should be mad at Robbie so uh Tori's the sort of mediator she's like look he's badass like he's he's been through shit like they have a moment actually where they're visiting I think their parole officers or something and she stops and she's like you ever think about why we're the ones that got shit on like mm-hmm. me and you are the ones that are paying for this whole entire fight and uh nobody else ever faced any consequences just remember that and so he sort of has a chip on his shoulder and they have this like bond now mm-hmm. um so there's a point where after the training stuff they're gonna go out and do something and she invites him um they show up at the zoo outside of a zoo at his fence and they break in it's so stupid
1: oh yeah they it's still a snake
0: yeah, like, they they break into the zoo, and they break into the snake area, and they're almost caught, and they think that they didn't get away with it. They get outside, and Robbie's like, hey, who said we didn't get away with it? Yeah. And he has a snake in a bag. It's like, we already saw earlier in this season where Kreese had a snake in the dojo and tried to make them feed a mouse to it. hmm So, we were both really confused, like... What is this proving? Like, he didn't ask them to do this. What it's did, like, it, he already it, has a snake.
1: Yeah, it's just some loyalty bullshit. It's like, this doesn't teach you how to be good at karate. This is like, teach you how to, like,
0: be... A fucking thief.
1: Yeah, a thief and uh, be a part of a gang. And a th- it's like, like initiation. Initiation. Yeah, it's like this... This is a... Yeah, this is a gang. This is a cult. Yeah. You don't need to be stealing snakes for symbolism.
0: Yeah. So meanwhile, back at the Miyagi Do, uh, Miguel's been hanging out with Sam, and uh, Daniel comes home and has a chat with him, and they realize that they have a lot of common ground. Um, Daniel's like, you know, I grew up in the same area you did, and he's like, really? Mm -hmm. And you know, they realize like, like Miguel doesn't realize that Daniel actually grew up very poor and in the same situation he did in a small apartment with just his mom. Yep. Um. So they start bonding. He's like, oh, you know you're pretty cool, and it's like, oh, vice versa, and he's telling showing him the cars and showing him, you know, because Miguel sort of assumed Daniel came from a family with money, and, uh, you know, Daniel assumed Miguel sucked because he was Cobra Kai, but they realized that they are very similar. They both grew up in very similar situations. Um,
1: and then Miguel starts to learn Daniel's side of the story of the whole him and johnny drama
0: right and he's like you know not everything is as clear as it seems like he's he's learning daniel's side after he's only heard johnny's side and it's pretty cool like finally some character in this story is learning the truth
1: yeah it's just seeing both sides
0: right not just necessarily the truth because he's seen yeah one person's perspective and another person's perspective and understanding it somewhere in the middle yes but meanwhile back at the uh At the other side of the story, um, you know, uh, Johnny gets together a suit somehow, like with a nice white jacket um, and meets uh, Allie at this big Christmas party at the country club, which is the same country club that um, we've seen several times throughout the show. Even earlier in the movies that uh, Johnny's family belonged to and Allie's did, but um, Daniel didn't. And now Daniel's like, you know, a charter member of the country club because he's rich. So anyways, he's there with Allie and um, he goes to get her a drink or something. And boom, Daniel runs into Allie. Mm -hmm. And once again, Daniel's like, hey, an old flame. Like, this is the second time this season I hook up with, you know, run into an old girlfriend. And so gives her a hug and talking to her. And then Johnny comes over and it's like. Instantly, these two start, you know, comparing dicks again.
1: Yeah, and it's almost like. In a way, they're kind yeah, like you said, they're kind of competing with each other, like, this is my ex, no, this is my ex, is my girl, in a way.
0: Yeah, because Johnny's like, I spent all day with her. Like, we went to, we, we had lunch, and we, you know, went to golf and things and, and had a whole day together, like, trying to rub it in, like, so, dude, he's married and yeah. has kids. Like, and you just slept with Miguel's mom. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's funny because it's like, the, the prime example of two dudes who like peaked in high school, it's like they're trying to get with a popular girl. It's like, dude, she has kids and is divorced. Like mm-hmm. she's, you know, everybody's like moved on. You're all adults now. Mo- grow up. Yep. But um, it's sort of funny because we get like another like in the second season when we had that that scene or the yeah the scene where they sit next to each other in the Mexican restaurant and Johnny and Daniel actually get along with Carmen and, and Amanda But this one is at the country club and she sits at the table and she's telling stories about Johnny and Daniel to Amanda. And of course, Emmanuel's Amanda is loving it and laughing at them and making fun of them. It's like, yeah, he wore a shower curtain to Halloween and, um, you know, they put the hose over the thing and and suddenly like we have one of those moments again where Johnny and Daniel are getting along and having a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think at this point is when Johnny realizes like, Okay, like I have a good thing going with Carmen. I probably this was just a fun daytime like get together, but yeah, it's nothing more. Like I think they're they're all reminiscing and realizing like this is fun, but it's it's the past.
1: Also, um, you also get Allie's side of the story of her and Daniel's breakup.
0: Yeah, which is nice.
1: Which is like in in movie the second movie, it's like. Oh, she wrecked my car and left me for a football player. At this
0: it makes her look bad.
1: Yeah, which is like, and then she's like, no, that's not what happened. It's like your brakes went out, or and this football player was just a friend or something. And you assumed. And yeah. you assumed, and you got jealous. It's like, man, it's like some closure. Yeah, it's like who can you trust? Right. <laughs> In This move, these series. Right. Um. But, and then, it was like, her and Amanda went to the, the bathroom together, like girls do, women do, and I, I, that's where Amanda tells Allie about.
2: Is it
0: women? Carmen?
1: Carmen, and then ends the night. Allie's like, "Oh, so Carmen, huh?" And Allie's just telling Johnny is like. Yeah, I've got to let the past be the past. Yeah. And, you know...
0: Like, I'm she's just, just back visiting anyway. Yeah. It's not like, you know, Johnny's going to move. So, it's like, they're so enamored of this, like... I mean, especially Johnny, like, you know, what was. It's like, so long ago. Yeah, high school girlfriend. The, well,
1: Johnny's still kind
0: Stuck in high school. Stuck
1: in high school, and that's been part of his problem. Like, like he... it's The whole series started with him just... Can't get over losing this t- tournament to Daniel and you know, losing his
0: girlfriend and Allie. losing his
1: girlfriend. And it kind of like this shows like he had a chance to like kind of get back, get it back. What he's kind of wanted the whole time and realize that's
0: not what he wants. That's
1: not what he wants. And that's not what he needs. Right. He needs to move on.
0: Yeah, so they, they have, you know, a nice date and end the night and say goodbye and everybody goes on their way. But meanwhile, um, back at the LaRusso house while they're at this party, Sam and Miguel are, they have this plan. They're going to get uh, Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang Karate together to create an alliance to take out Cobra Kai because um, they realize that three dojos against each other is really bad, but two against one, they might have a chance against... uh. Cobra Kai so first she has the Miyagi-Do kids there and then the um Eagle Fang kids show up and they're like oh you sabotaged us like how did you know who invited them whatever and Miguel's like and and uh Sam are like look we need to figure this out like we're adults it's like mm-hmm. a it's, it's, by the way this is Christmas time um so they're like hanging out at a Christmas party basically and it's like we have to work together. And eventually...
1: He's like, we share an enemy. <laughs> right. And and
0: they're very reluctant at first, but eventually um, Sam and Miguel convince them, like, this is a good idea. So it mm-hmm. sort of ends with that and sort of ends with the Christmas uh, party uh, or the, yeah, Christmas party at the country club. And everybody goes home and uh, we're on the final episode, episode 10, called December 19th. Oh. Um, So... While the parents are away at the Christmas party, um, sort of picks right up after the episode nine. Um, and the Eagle Fang kids and the Cobra Kai, or the Eagle, Eagle Fang and the Miyagi-Do kids are all hanging out at the LaRusso house coming up with a plan. Um, Tori and the Cobra Kai kids ambush the LaRusso house. They just right walk right the fuck in, break in enter. This uh, like, I mean, this has happened several times throughout the show, but it's like, is fucking walk into a house part, like walk into someone's house. Yeah, like they find out where Larusso's live and they just show up. um And this again, like the finale of season two, there is a huge fucking brawl, and this one's really cool. Like just like the yeah, sc- it's, it's
1: pretty fun. It's
0: very similar to the school one where the camera's tracking through the house and we're just seeing like the small guy against the small guy again, and you know the big guy versus the big guy and the girls versus the girls
1: and. Like you mentioned before, it's like you got to look at the colors that they're wearing because, like, there's red, the red is um now. Wait, what is red? Is still red, is still Koba Kai, and blue is Miyagi Mm -hmm. Doe. And then when
0: they wear red and blue,
1: isn't it gold? Um, Eagle Fang, Eagle Fang, yeah. So, if as they're fighting, you just look at their colors like
0: trying to remember who's on which team yeah it's
1: like if someone's wearing blue and red it's gonna be a cobra kai and miyagi do fight with wrong those two or you know yeah yeah you just you look at their colors and you know who their opponent's gonna be right is what i'm trying to say
0: yeah yes so there's this awesome big brawl and they're just fucking up the house uh breaking all kinds of shit, tables and fucking bookshelves and TVs and everything. Christmas trees. Yeah, they're just fucking up the house. Um and there's a point where um Dimitri is like getting double teamed, I think, getting his ass beat and they they might be like almost ready to break his arm again and they're like, "Hawk, come come take care of him." Yeah. And H- what does Hawk do?
1: He does a 180 and
0: yeah. And
1: he's like
0: he kicks their ass.
1: Uh, he, yeah, and he saves Dimitri. He's finally
0: redeems himself.
1: Yeah, he just kind of came to the realization like, this is not the path I want to go down. Kreese is not being what lo- he doesn't. I don't think he doesn't think Kreese is being loyal to him by. I think that's right, start- bringing
0: in like Kyler and all these. Yeah, kids, yeah.
1: and I, I he just kind of feels betrayed. <clears throat> Man, I losing my voice. <clears throat> Oops, he realized that he's on the wrong side and he's done. So, and this is where he comes around. He's like, he, he uh, defends Dimitri.
0: Right. So it's like we finally get a moment of Hawk where we don't hate him. Yeah. He he goes full Hawk, but against Cobra Kai Mm -hmm. and joins uh, the good guys. It's sort of like a, yeah, moment um meanwhile sam and tori like eventually tori kicks everyone's ass like a video game and gets to the final boss which is sam who's been running and hiding this entire time you think she would just get on the fucking phone and call the cops (laughs) um once again but uh you know tori's on this war path she finally catches up um with uh sam and tori finally meet but um in the dojo meanwhile Miguel actually um, whoops Kyler's ass like he's sort of been um, almost he's been having a hard time because he can barely fucking walk. But finally, he gets his redemption against Kyler, who has been a piece of shit um, to Sam and to everybody. But meanwhile, Sam and Tori finally have it out in the dojo. Um, They're having like this big ass fight and Tori grabs like nunchucks and Sam grabs like a staff bow and they're beating the shit out of each other. And actually, uh, in this scene, Hawk finally steps in and intervenes and is like, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam finally gets some balls, but it's like, you're going to kill each other. Like, you know, she's so fucking worked up now, um, that they're grabbing weapons and Hawk is like, enough. Like we cannot kill each other with weapons. So he's the one that intervenes, tells them it's over. Um, yeah. And they take out, so they take off. So, um, uh, meanwhile, uh, Daniel comes back home, finds the house a fucking disaster. So him and Johnny show up at Cobra Kai uh, to confront Kreese. So they uh, Kreese and Johnny have their big fight um, and Johnny whoops Kreese's ass. Um, finally gets his moment, whoops Kreese's ass. And then um, but Robbie tries to intervene and Johnny sort of pushes him out of the way, tells him to stay out of it, accidentally shoves him into some lockers and he gets knocked out. So, like, Daniel comes and he shows up and he's like, Robbie's over here, knocked out. Crease is like, look what, you know, Johnny did. He screwed up, mm-hmm. he knocked him out, whatever. Um, They get in this big fight and Creese actually, like, basically is going to m- murder Johnny. um, But Daniel steps in, stops him and defends him and uh, uses the Miyagi pressure points. And bit that Chosen showed him in Okinawa and stops Creese from doing it. He, like... Makes his arms disabled and his yeah. legs, and basically saves Johnny's ass. Um, finally, it's like Johnny and uh, Daniel teaming up in a fight. Oh, we, we I guess we did have that at the the uh, garage earlier.
1: Yeah, but they... this is
0: a big moment to ki- to kick Crease's ass.
1: Mm-hmm. They just keep like they they get so close to becoming friends, and then something happens. But it's like here we go again. They're they're fr- because. Becoming friendly, and so far it's working out. So
0: right, fingers crossed. And they, they have this big brawl, and finally crease agrees to leave Cobra Kai if they lose the upcoming, coming tournament. Basically, like if Cobra Kai doesn't win the All State tournament, I will leave Cobra Kai for good. Which I don't know why they even at all take any of his word for anything. Oh He's yeah, a fucking liar, pathological liar, a piece of shit manipulator. Um, stop listening to what he has to say. But uh, meanwhile, like Robbie comes to and uh, Johnny's sort of like, you know, Robbie, I'm really sorry. Like, you know, come with me. And he's like, no, I'm with Matt. I'm with Sensei Crease. So uh, Robbie sides with Crease in this. Um, and Johnny and Daniel are both sort of like taken back. Like, how could Robbie do this? Um, but we sort of get a fun little montage at the end. Of some training, and we find out that uh, Johnny and Daniel are both training their students together at Miyagi-Do. So the Eagle Fang students in Miragi- Miyagi-Do are training together with uh, Sensei, Johnny, and Daniel, which is really cool. We get, like, two dojos put together.
1: And I, I called it in the last episode. Yeah. Uh, because you asked for my predictions, and one was like, the two dojos will combined... And become one and one big happy family and I was kind of right.
0: Right. And we get this big uh cliffhanger at the end of this episode where Crease makes a phone call and he's basically like, you know, I saved your life in Vietnam. You owe me like a favor. hmm And we're I assume we're supposed to assume that's Terry Silver. Yeah.
1: That's what I asked, and you're like, I don't even think about
0: that in well, that voice. Yeah. He sounds just <laughs> like me. Um <laughs> but meanwhile like throughout the season um we do sort of get a conclusion to the crease backstory and basically they were on this mission and because crease hesitated to kill one of his friends like he had he had to blow up this building in vietnam with a bunch of um enemies in it but his friend couldn't get out of the way in time and mm-hmm. his like sergeant was like you got to kill him and those guys like don't hesitate. He hesitates and gets them all captured. So they're all in this like little prison. This is like a flashback to the Vietnam War, and um, they're make basically the Vietnam soldiers are making the American soldiers get on this bridge and fight each other to the death. And it comes to Crease's turn to fight his own sergeant, and um, they have this big back and forth battle. And Crease uh, ends up kicking his ass, and he's like hanging on, dangling from a pit of cobra ab- above a kid, a pit of cobras and mm-hmm. he has the opportunity to save him and bring him back and crease shows no mercy and steps on the guy's hand and throws him into the pit of cobras and so we sort of because he he's the one that's like you know you pussy like we didn't tell you but your girlfriend died yeah um so that's sort of where like we learned that crease at one point did show mercy was a good person was like bullied and then he went over the edge yep <clears throat> and and um... Yep. In Vietnam. So it's sort of at first it was like we're supposed to sympathize with him and now it's like okay now we learn that he is where he turned into the bad guy.
1: But you still you with the backstory sympathize with him because it's like he was he was a good guy that had bad shit happen to him. And as a result he's now a shitty person. Yeah. It's just kind of Kind of have to remember that it's, like, pretty much all shitty people were started as good people. Most of them. Not all of them.
0: So, that's the season. I have a couple theories of my own. And you've probably already read them.
1: Yeah, but go ahead.
0: I wish you wouldn't, but... Um,
1: what am I supposed to look at?
0: At me. (laughs) But... My theories, do you think that Terry Silver could actually be Miguel's dad? Why? Because Carmen, at some point, she, there's a season, maybe in season two or three, Johnny asks about uh, Miguel's dad, and she's like, um, we've basically like hints that she's had to been, been, he's a bad guy, Mm -hmm. they've been on the run from him, he's involved in some shady stuff, Is the timing would work out, right? Yeah. He'd be about, he's the same age as those guys, like he would be. You know, yeah, it would make sense. He's got a shady past, and that would be a whole new drama to it. You know, he's sort of it'd be weird. Yeah, but it makes sense, right? I guess so. Yeah. Um, and then my other theory is Tori's mom, who we've been not been seen, who's been having trouble. Could that be Julie from the next Karate Kid, Ugh. Hillary Swank? Because uh, I gotta tie that in somehow.
1: Did they have to? Because I mean. Do we acknowledge that we watched the movie yet?
0: We haven't acknowledged that yet, but um, this might... This will probably come out after that episode, so yes. Okay. But... um.
1: Can we just pretend that movie didn't happen? No.
0: The next Karate Kid... <laughs> I will say this, and it might be in my notes down here. Um, I might talk about it here or in that episode. Um, Actually, uh, I might talk about it. But basically this movie does exist and it is canon um the next karate kid is canon in cobra kai
1: it is yes
0: the creators have acknowledged that um julie does exist the because miyagi is in that so Uh it happened and it's in this whether they use it or not they don't know but um it is canon it does count as part of the story So all right, that'd be interesting because we haven't seen Tori's mom. That's a big mystery up there, right? Yeah. Miguel's dad, Tori's mom.
1: And yeah, without going into the movie, like. It's kind of where Tori gets her aggression, right?
0: She's kind of Julie's has a troubled past and was aggressive and a Mm -hmm. lot like Tori. So, yeah, and she'd be about the same age, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, also I think Mike Barnes, I mean, obviously I think it was hinted that he was calling, that Crease was calling Terry Silver mm-hmm. at the end of this episode, which, um, I had read that the actor didn't want to come back because he's not really acting anymore, um, that he didn't want to come back and play Terry Silver, but we could still, I don't know, I don't think they'd recast, but, um, if we bring back Terry Silver, that means will we get Mike Barnes back, which is like the bad boy of karate.
1: Try to think which one is Mike Barnes. He's the guy they
0: hired to beat up Daniel. He fought him in the oh. finals. Oh, oh, yeah, of part three. yeah. Why not? Uh, that actor that plays him has pretty much been begging to come onto <laughs> Cobra Kai. He's the opposite of everyone. He's like, please, I would love to come back. Mike Barnes' story isn't um, complete. Like, of course he has to come back, and the producers have gotten a hold of me a few times. Whatever, so. I think he will probably, at least, he will come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll go over a little bit of trivia. This we're, we're getting pretty long here, but I'll go over a little bit of trivia. Um, John Hurwitz, one of the creators and writers of the show, announced that um, he has stories for six seasons worth of Cobra Kai, meaning Ooh. that if the show should continue getting renewed and not canceled, Cobra Kai will run for at least six seasons.
1: Yay!
0: But... Netflix doesn't let shows run that long.
2: No. Um,
0: we talked to, we hinted at this a little bit earlier, talked about it. Um, actress, Nicole Brown announced on social media, the girl that played um, Aisha did not return for season three as her character was unable to fit within the plot line of the story. So the writers basically wrote her out. And I also read today that um, they were like, she could be like a background or like a, a character that does that. She'll have some few lines, but won't play into the story. And she, being awesome, was like, "No, like I was Sam's best friend. Um, you either have me as a character or you don't. I'm not playing like a side character." Yeah. So she's like, "Write me out, then. I don't want to be um given like two episodes." So good for her.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Uh, in a season three episode, Amanda Larusso calls Crease Rambo, Martin Cove, who plays Crease, starred in Rambo: First Blood Part Two. Hmm. So a little uh, fun nod.
1: A little nod and a wink and a hat tip.
0: Yeah, tip of the hat. <laughs> tip of the hat. Um, this one's a little bit long, but I read a really interesting um, article a few times, actually, about um, Tamlin Tomita, who plays Kamiko, uh, coming back for the show. Because like I discussed in the Karate Kid Part 2 episode, she's gone on to be probably the biggest actor from this show, maybe Elizabeth shoes big too, but like, she's still Mm -hmm. working today. She's very busy. Um, so she was a little hesitant to come back, but basically when they emailed her and asked her if she would report reprise her role, um, she had some ground rules that she made them agree to before she would come back. So I'll just read this whole, whole thing out of the interview, um, because it's pretty interesting. I'm going to get a drink real quick because it's sort of long. So the three amigos, um, Josh Harold, John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg, who are the creators of Cobra Kai, huge fans of the movies who created the show. Um, So she says they emailed me out of the blue in 2019 and I said I would love to. This would be so fun. But the only um, caveat is that because I'm older, because I'm a little bit more knowledgeable and I'm going to fight for it anyway, I need to be able to inject a truer picture of Okinawa. Because I didn't know anything back when I was a kid, and the only sense of Okinawa in The Karate Kid Part 2 is coming through screenwriter Robert Mark Kamen's interpretation of his time spent in Okinawa. Um, I know Pat Morita did as much as he could, but he's a second generation Nisai of Japanese descent, which is completely different. I asked if I could get the script ahead of time and translate things from Japanese to Hogan or Urchiwanchu. Which is the Okinawan dialect. I also took it upon myself to go from go to the Okinawa As- Association As- Association of America and ask them for the correct Okinawan choreography to Tanasu Nuhana, which is a song that me and my mom made up the dance to in Karate Kid Two because I wasn't choreographed for that section of the film, and in Cobra Kai you can. Only see two seconds of it, but at least I got to inject as much Okinawan as I could. So basically, she's wanted to make it as true to the culture um, as she could. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah,
1: I love that.
0: She was uh, wants to
1: represent her place.
0: Really cool article, like the re- interview I read with her. Um, just so knowledgeable and smart, and uh, I love that she basically is like, gave him ultimatum like if you want me to come back you have to be um genuine and true to the culture um unrelated but i also found out that she's like part of the electoral college and like cast like she's one of the people who casts the votes Uh so she yeah pretty cool yeah but uh very i'll i might link the article in the the uh Notes for this episode because it's very interesting hearing what she's up to and and she had a lot more to say about bringing her back but I thought that um little bit was really cool and interesting yeah so yeah that's season three of Cobra Kai did you have anything to add
2: um
1: I'm sad I have we have to wait for season four and that um we need to record a podcast for the next women that. One we just watched, yeah, because that movie sucked.
0: Right, but if you're listening <laughs> to this, you'll probably have already heard that. So
1: sorry if I screwed everything up.
0: No, he didn't screw anything up. Okay, uh-huh.
1: um, the dogs having dr- Oh, he was having dreams and kicking. Um,
0: I'm sure you're very interested in that. So that's your final thoughts on Cobra Kai season three. We've confirmed at least Cobra Kai season four for. Netflix, we don't have a date. It pro- I don't even know if it started filming yet. Um, COVID's really screwed a lot of things up, but Cobra Kai is the least of them.
1: Um, are we going to watch the Jackie Jan version?
0: I don't think so, unless you really want to. Uh,
1: I mean, I want to. Eventually, we don't have to make a podcast about it.
0: If we watch something, we're going to make a podcast about it, But uh, oh. especially if it's his franchise. But we might have to have Jason on because it's... <gasps> yeah. His favorite of the entire franchise, and I, I haven't seen it yet, so I'll give it a fair chance. But if we watch it, um, and I don't like it, I'll want him to explain why he prefers it.
1: It's good. I love Jackie Chan.
0: Uh, Who doesn't? If you don't like Jackie Chan, fuck you.
1: Yeah, he's
2: he's so he's so nice.
0: All right, well, <laughs> we've held you guys almost to two hours now, so uh, yeah. thanks so much for listening to first Thank time you. podcast. Thanks for coming along with the journey. Yeah. Um. Obviously, we'll have more when more comes out, but uh, if you haven't, go back and listen to the other episodes. Check out the other shows on the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. There's some great ones. Better um, fucking do it. Yeah. Check out the pfpn dot com mm-hmm. and uh, you know like us on all the social medias. Uh, make sure to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a perfect review and say that we have the best podcast ever. We love you guys, and thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on First Time Podcasts. Honk! Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. A special thank you goes out to my friend Scott Schreiner for our intro and outro music. We'll see you next week on First Time Podcast.